let's get our book, our Bibles out. Would you turn with me to the book of Acts in chapter number one? Acts chapter number one. Now, I want to ask everybody to follow along with me if you can. Uh, and uh, when, when, when these scriptures are given, I think it's really important for tonight. Well, every night. But let's, let's really pay close attention. Now, I want to um, bring something out that's really important for you and for all of us. And that is you and I um, being in harmony with God. Did you know that you can get out in front of God and you can go out too far ahead and where God's not working as quite fast as you are and he's not doing what you want and he's kind of laying back and he's going at his pace? Um, new, brand new Christians sometimes have that problem. They, they get out too far ahead of God and other Christians lay back and they don't want to keep up with God. Um, disharmony is a dangerous thing in a Christian life. Walking in harmony. Uh, does anybody know what it sounds like when two people are trying to sing together and all of a sudden it sounds good? And have you ever sang together when all of a sudden or regularly it sounds bad? Have you ever tried to, uh, how many How many of you ever had choir experience where you finally got the notes and while somebody over here is singing tenor and you're singing alto and if you're, if you're not paying attention to your notes, the uh, tenor will suck you into the tenor part. Have you ever had that happen? When you're supposed to be singing soprano or alto or something and uh, that's hard. It's hard sometimes. But if you pay close attention to your notes then it's easier to harmonize with somebody else because none of us are the same but we all have to, to hit the proper note with God and when you and I are in harmony with him it just it's just beautiful it's it's a kind of a, a music term uh, being in agreement being um, in unity uh, union together um, it's just beautiful. Uh, Jack and I were, uh, we were, some song on the radio, I can't remember which one it was, or maybe it was just he and I, but we were trying to get the pitch and the, and the volume of our, our notes uh, right exactly. And when it, when it hits just perfect, it kind of, it's kind of, it sounds really neat. It's, it's uh, different than just hitting a note, but like barbershop quartets get this and, uh, some, some of the real, real talented singers can do it, but their voices mesh together so perfectly that you can hardly tell there's two parts, but it's just, it's almost harmonic, you, you know. Uh, it's almost the same as you would blow through a harmonica, and, you know, you have several notes, but they, they all mesh. Your life and my life, we, we need to harmonize in, in God's, ways his and be with him har harmony with God um, so let's go to see what happened here in Acts chapter 1 in verse 14 let's hold our place there let's pray and let's ask God to help us to get in harmony with him and with one another thank you father for this night I pray Lord that you'll bless and just give us the power of God tonight and bless each one of our lives and help us Lord to not be too far ahead of you not to be on the side or behind you, 
Oh, Lord, help us to walk with you, close beside you. Help our lives to harmonize with yours. And God, help your will to be uh, sub submitted to. Help us to submit ourselves to your will. We ask it in Jesus' name. Let's look now at the first church. The very first church that Jesus started was in what they call an infancy. Um, the, the power that they needed had not yet been granted to them so that they could have God's power to get the gospel to the world. They were in fellowship with one another, though. They were in harmony. They were in one accord. The Bible uses that term. Let's look at verse number 14. These all continued with one accord. Notice the word accord, agreement, um, union. They were together and with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. So we have about 120 people that were in one accord. They were together. They believed the same thing. They were not working against each other. They were in harmony. And whenever that happens, you have a good marriage. You have a wonderful relationship. When you're, oh, today they say, well, let's, let's get on the same page. Um, that's okay. Let's harmonize. Let's get in, let's get in harmony to, with one another. Your note and my note together, let's put them together and let's harmonize. That's what God says here. In fact, in salvation, let me throw this out and see what you think. It says, or, or I, 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 I want to illustrate it this way. In salvation, when a soul is saved, it's because that person's heart is adjusted to a perfect harmony with the gospel. That's how salvation happens. Your heart becomes in harmony with the gospel. And that's, that's what God's looking for. Now, God doesn't adjust himself to your noise. God doesn't adjust his way to your way, to your philosophy. God doesn't do the changing. God doesn't um, take your attitude and, and, uh, and become like your attitude and mine. When I got saved, I needed to do the adjusting. I needed to change. I was out of sync. I was out of accord. I was, I was, uh, I was a note that shouldn't have been played. And I, I was in disharmony. I was in disfellowship. I, I didn't know God. So when, you're, when a person gets saved, the heart of that person is harmonized with the truth of the gospel, the truth of uh, it's almost like you, you're searching for the note and all of a sudden you find it. And then there's harmony. And that's what happens at salvation. My heart finally harmonized with the truth that God was the Savior. Man's heart is in harmony with God's truth. And uh, that's, that's a wonderful thing. Now, the Bible term for this, uh, you'll see several words in the Bible one of them is the peace of God that, keep, that keepeth our hearts. Uh, the peace of God that passes all understanding. Great great uh, peace have they which love thy law, and uh, nothing shall offend them. Great, great peace. It's the peace of God that passes all understanding. And that's, that's when your peace is harmonized with God. Uh, another word in the Bible would be melody. 
making melody in your hearts to the Lord, uh, uh, sing, singing psalms and hymns and, and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart to the Lord. So you can see this is a, a biblical term. How, how many have uh, ever experienced, you don't have to raise your hand, but have you ever been out of fellowship with God? Have you ever been out of fellowship with somebody that you love? Um, that, that's, a, that's a hard thing to go through. Um, my wife and I had a little argument yesterday, and um, uh, she, she came to me. And uh, I was in the garage, and she grabbed a hold of me, and she said, are we friends? I said, yes. <laughs> I can't stay mad at my wife. And uh, I wish she couldn't stay mad at me. But, <laughs> but she she can't stay mad. We can't stay because we get back in harmony. That's that's the wonderful thing about having a wonderful friend, a uh, relationship, a church. And by the way, um, you should be in harmony with your pastor. And that's a hard thing for me to say because I am one. But whoever your pastor is, you should be in harmony with him if, if he's worthy of it, right? Uh, and so you should be in harmony with your neighbor if you can at all do that, <laughs> if your neighbor is worthy. Um, but there's, there's the word accord. Uh, there's the word melody. There's the word peace. The Bible uses the word fellowship or agreement. Uh, gears that are are working with each other mesh together and the power comes but if the gears are grinding it's not going to work your gears can grind your melody can just be lost your harmony can go sideways uh, when everything is harmonized with God it is a wonderful thing to be saved it's a wonderful thing now I believe at the moment of salvation that truth that got into your heart and mind it, it caused great order and great fellowship and great peace. And the Bible uses the term concord. Let's, let's go uh, over to 2 Corinthians. So I want to show you that. So the early church, they were in concord. They were in accord. They were one with each other. And they were very, very happy. They had fellowship. My soul, it was so, so much fun. And that's what God wants for every good Christian. Let's look at chapter 6 with me. Now, when we are in the world, um, we're not supposed to be uh, in fellowship with the world. We're not supposed to have an agreement with them. You're not supposed to have harmony with the world. Your harmony is not supposed to be with people that don't love God. Your your fellowship, your agreement, your you know your uh, your your close friendship should not be un, unequally yoked. In other words, not no doubt you shouldn't be married to. Uh, an unsaved person however that does happen but uh, you're not supposed to go seeking bad friends you're not supposed to go say well I'm, I'm sick of Christians I'm going to find somebody that hates God and that's not that's not for us look at uh, verse uh, number 14 be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers for what fellowship there it is fellowship there's another word for it hath righteousness with unrighteousness and what communion there's another word for it what how can we possibly be in communion with one another <clears throat> light and darkness they don't go together and then verse 15 and what and this little word concord 
and that means union or what agreement. So you can see these words are important in God's, uh, in his um, instructions to us of how to be happy. Uh, you'll never be happy with a, a real unsaved, ungodly person in the world. Like you, If you work for somebody that hates God, you, you be careful not to get too involved with that person. If all of your team, you know, they're, they're all drinking and cussing, smoking, fighting, all that, I don't, I don't think it's really important um, at all. Uh, just do your job and be good and uh, don't let that be your fellowship. So you see how God says, come out from among them, be separate. He says, what concord hath Christ with Belial? That was a, a false god. Or what part hath he that believeth an infidel? What agreement hath the temple of God with idols? So you can see we're in a world that is out of harmony with God. So we're not supposed to get out of harmony. Um, would, would you go with me now to Isaiah chapter 51? Isaiah 51. Let's go there. What a, what a wonderful Bible we have. It all instructs us. Now, you might ask yourself tonight, Am I in harmony with God? Is my heart linked? Are the gears meshing good? Is there, uh, is there sweetness? Is there uh, uh, smoothness? Or am I out of God's will? If you're in God's will, please stay there and just harmonize with him. Don't get out too far ahead of him. Don't lag too far behind. Try to stay in harmony. All right, verse 51, or chapter 51 and verse number 3 in uh, Isaiah. For the Lord shall comfort Zion. He will comfort all her waste places, and he will make her wilderness like Eden and her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness shall be found therein. Thanksgiving and the voice of what? Melody, that's a musical term. You will be melodious. You will have a song in your heart. Let's go to Ephesians now. I want to ask you to stay close with me here. Ephesians chapter 5, verse number 19. It says, speaking to yourselves in psalms, which are musical words, and hymns and spiritual songs, singing, making melody in your heart to the Lord. That's when you are in fellowship with God, and that's when you are in harmony with him. That he puts a song in our heart. When people are happy and joyful, you know what happens? Oh, maybe they maybe they start whistling or something. You know, my dad used to come home from work, and I could tell if he was in a good mood. You know what that meant? He's whistling. <laughs> And uh, he he whistles some of the craziest songs. Uh, what's that one Tchaikovsky? Tchaikovsky uh, uh, song? It, it goes. <laughs> like yeah, he's out there. He's out there whistling that. I'm like. I'll never forget him whistling that. And I, my dad was, uh, you know, I mean, he was get, getting up there. He was, he was, 
He's educated. Some I don't know. But he was a construction inspector <laughs> whistling the Tchaikovsky. Was that Tchaikovsky? I think so. See? I got a little of it too. Uh, but when you're happy, you're humming and you're singing because your heart is in fellowship with, with the Lord. There's nothing grinding on your heart and soul. Let's look at uh, Acts chapter 2 now. Go back to Acts 2. So your life does not have to have, uh, you're, you don't have to understand how our orchestra works. You really don't. I mean, you don't have to be the conductor. You just have to know your instrument. And you stay on your notes and try to, you know, Try not to worry about other people and what they're supposed to be doing. But if you're, and then you, you get a whole group together like that and you found harmony and uh, you orchestrate. It, it's just wonderful. And that's what God wants. But you want to be with him, harmony with him. Look at verse 46 of chapter 2. Remember the, uh, the power came to the early church and they were, they were together and they were in one accord, they were in harmony with one another. Look at verse 42. And they continued steadfastly, steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine uh, and fellowship and in breaking bread and in prayers and fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. And all that believed together had and had all things common they sold their possessions and, and goods and parted them to all men as every man had need. And they continued daily with what? One accord. One accord. In the temple. Breaking bread from house to house, they'd eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Praising God, having favor with all people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. So this was a fire. This is a bonfire for God. People were happy. And when they went into church, they realized this is different. This is, an, you know, when I first got into the very first Baptist church I ever uh, visited and joined, I noticed something that was just nothing in this world I had ever experienced before in my life. I think I joined the church when I was uh, 20. I think, uh, yeah, I, was, uh, I think I was 20. Anyway, 19 or 20. Uh, yeah, I think I was 20. Anyway, I, I walked into the church, and I'd never heard that kind of preaching before. I'd never. Everybody was just really getting along. I mean, they were slapping each other on the back, and once in a while, some guy would cut out laughing, and and uh, they had they, they had an atmosphere. This is fun. And then when the preacher got up and he started preaching, the whole church was saying, amen, park it right there. That's what I'm talking about, amen. I mean, it, it, got, it got really fun. I mean, people were going, whoa, <laughs> slapping their neighbor. And they were like, whoa, yeah. You know, I mean, it was really vocal. I'd never seen any of that. I mean, I knew I wasn't in a Pentecostal church. I knew it wasn't charismatic. It was just really strong, really good stuff. I mean, somebody would just, just holler right in the service like, that's what I'm, amen, brother. And then he'd say a few more things, and somebody over here would go, that's right, amen. 
And uh, oh, it was so much fun. And I just wish we could. I wish we could see more of that. And it's not. It's not fake fire. It's not um, showboat stuff. It's just you know. I found myself going, "Amen." <laughs> looking around like, "Is it okay to do that?" You know. Some people grow up in a church. I can't say anything. Shh. Be quiet. Pay attention. Don't say anything. And it's just dead. I, I like. I like excitement. I, when, when you get into God's house, do you think it's boring in heaven? I'll tell you what, they're shouting up there. They are shouting. They are happy. It, it's, it's amazing. You know why? Because they're all in one accord up there. You know, the in Proverbs 6, you don't have to turn there, but some of the things the Lord hates the most is sowing discord. Discord. Um, where's Joanna? Can I ask you to help me? Can you come to the piano? All right. All right. I'm going to show you about this. Now, I'm not a piano player. All right. You play. Play, play a chord. Uh, whatever a chord is. <laughs> Just two notes? Don't you have a big, like, all four fingers? Or something? All right. Do that again. Now, listen. Isn't that great? You want to know what discord is? <laughs> That's discord. Play the good chord again. Are you getting this? You know why the Lord hates discord among the brethren? That's why. That's why God hates discord. You're not doing very good. This is not good. But one accord is. Now, is this wrong? Is that a bad note? The answer is no. Is that a bad note? Is this a bad note? Is this one? I think that's the one we had fixed. Is this bad? Okay, now what good is it for a whole concerto? I think you want your money back, don't you? All right, but but if that is mixed with some other good notes, DJ. That's one accord. The Lord hates those that sow discord among the brethren. That's all right. Thank you. Thank you. That's right, isn't it? So I, I'm one note on a piano. You're just one note on a piano. There's no notes the same. How many notes are there on a piano keyboard? You know that? How many? 88. I didn't know. I didn't think I was trying to stump you. But there's 88 keys on there, and you can have discord, but the notes are not in one accord. But when the, the notes are played properly, it, it's in harmony, right? That's what God wants. He, wants. he wants you to be one note. He wants me to be one note. 
And you guys all, we one note, but then when we when we're when we're played by the Holy Spirit, then we're in one accord and we can make great music. So we're in harmony with God. You know, I was putting together an engine. I, I don't think I'll ever do this again, but I had a a suburban, an '84 suburban, and I thought I'd save some money. The engine went uh, kaput on it, and uh, so I said, "Well, I don't have the money to uh, have uh, the machine shop. I'll, I'll do it myself." So I thought, "Well, I always wanted to try it." So I took it all apart, piece by piece, put it, tagged it, put it in my garage in our old house and laid out the whole entire engine, every piece of the engine on tables and I marked them with a piece of tape and I took the whole engine out and I went down to Hinton and bought a brand new $1,700 engine. It was a uh, $350. So then I had to get a, a manifold, uh, intake manifold, then I had to get an exhaust manifold, a couple of them. And then I had to get a new carburetor, and I had to get a water pump, and I had to get a new flywheel, and all that stuff. I had to put all of it on there. But it was fun. And when I got it all together, I was so excited. I started the engine, and it started. But it wasn't running good. I was like, what did I do? I was so scared. So I took it down right over here to... Um, uh, Jeff at AutoTech right here where we have all of our uh, mechanic stuff done to the church. He's been there 20, 25, 30 years. I took it to Jeff, and I said, yeah, I, I did everything just perfect, but I can't get this thing to run right. The, the carburetor was adjusted just right. Everything was right. But you know what was wrong with it? The timing wasn't quite right. I think J Brother Carlson knows because he's a mechanic. There's something on the front of the engine it's called a harmonic balancer. And if that's not adjusted just perfect, the timing will be off and it won't run. It could be a brand new engine. You know what he did? He took one look at it and he said, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the harmonic balancer. And I thought, I'm never going to forget this. I'm never going to forget it. That word harmony, harmonic, that means everything has to be in harmony for the whole entire engine to work right. And that's what God wants for you and I to be in harmony with him. So everything is balanced and we're running smoothly and properly. How are you doing? How's your Christian? Are you praying? Are you reading the Bible? Are you, are you in fellowship with God tonight? Do you, have, do you have fellowship with your brother and sister in the Lord? Let's stay in harmony with God tonight. Let's bow our heads for prayer. That's so, so important. Stay in one accord. Be content. Be tender-hearted, kind, and forgiving. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. Trust as you try, but be sure to be in harmony with God. Let's stand together as Joanna plays the right chords tonight. You know, our lives, they just don't work right unless we're in harmony with the Lord. I'm not, a, I'm not able to do what other people do. I can't do that. I, don't, I barely can do what I do, and, and yet it takes everybody to do what you do so that we can all be in harmony. I hope and pray that God will 
Help us all to remember this. Stay in harmony with God. Stay in perfect pitch and perfect harmony with the Lord. Our Father, tonight we thank you for this wonderful book. And thank you for the example of the early Christians who were in one accord with one another and they stayed close in fellowship. They had the, the burning love of God in their church. We thank you, Lord, for that. What a great example. But Lord, help us to be in one accord with, with one another and help us to wait patiently for you because anything worth having surely is worth waiting for. Help us not to get too far in front of you and too far behind. I pray we'd be in perfect harmony with the Lord tonight. Bless us now and help us to have a good prayer breakfast and a good day in church on Sunday. Bless each and every one of us, Lord, uh, as we uh, work hard to get ready for the weekend. And uh, be with us now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.